This is, uh, <laughs> shut up. My brain is fine. Uh, this is Brett. Hey, what's going on? It's Matt. And we're here with Nicole because, surprise, uh, Nicole has the pick. Yep. The next pick. It's a hostile takeover. It's a hostile. It's a, no, it's an unhostile takeover. It's yeah, a it's friendly takeover. Very decidedly <laughs> <Yeah>. unhostile. <laughs> Uh, what is your pick that everyone has to track down and then read? Yes, and it's not too difficult to track down because you can. Uh, it's available digitally. But we will be reading the first four issues of Courtney Crumrin by Ted Nefa, um, and it's the first four issues of the limited series. So you're looking for Courtney Crumrin and the Night Things. Yes, things. available on Comixology. Yep, available on Comixology. The first issue is available for free. So yeah. you just got to buy the next three. Very affordable. Very Dollar, and Dollar ninety nine each. Yep, so Dollar ninety nine each, cheap. and really pretty. Yeah, but yeah, you can watch and it on your phone. And their color, they're in color mm-hmm. versus the yes. original series, which was black and white. Mm-hmm. So Gorgeous very color. Cool. Yeah, very cool. Uh, we have uh, Brett and I also have some exciting news. Uh, this this is going up on Sunday, July 29th. Uh, and I want to remind everybody. Uh, yeah. Big time fun. Uh, Brett and I, in conjunction with Left Handed Radio, are presenting... The hottest sketch comedy podcast in iTunes or the internet uh, or America. All of those work. Uh, the third best non-affiliated comedy podcast in the United States today. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, we are putting together a show called Spider-Man 4. Yeah. Spider-Man 4, Thursday, August 2nd, 7.30 p.m., UCB Theater East in New York City. That's Please on 3rd Street in the East Village. It's going to be ridiculous. So here's what we did. <laughs> we took 23 of our friends. Well, I guess, uh, not counting us, we took 22, 22 of our friends. Okay? And each of us wrote one page each of a script for Spider-Man 4. But the catch was, nobody... The, the only thing that each writer could see was the page that came before theirs. Immediately before, and only that one page. And only that one page. So everyone has only seen the page preceding their own. So yeah. it is... Insane. It is a 24 and one quarters page long, and it is absolutely nuts. If you thought Spider-Man 3 had too many villains, wait until you see this. Yeah. This it, has maybe one or two more villains in that movie. Because that movie had a lot of villains, that's y'all! That's true, that's what true. The fuck? I want to know who cheated by a quarter of a page. Oh, I did. I had to wrap up twenty. He had to wrap okay, up twenty-three fair. pages of non sequitur nonsense. Yes. Who are who are some characters people can expect to see? Oh, I don't want to give away this, but like you know, your uh, your Doctor Octopuses, your Vultures, your Sandman's, Kingpin, your Kingpin. Uh, some, of, but now I will say that there are some twists as to who those characters are also or actually are. So I'm not going to reveal those. Yeah, those are spoiler alerts. Yeah. Uh, did we say Sandman? Yeah. Uh, also, a, a character from DC Comics shows up. Yeah. 
Uh, a whole. <laughs> I have to ask: Was that a deliberate choice, or do you think that was the right? No, it was deliberate. It was, oh, it was, oh, it was okay. deliberate. I will explain. Uh, I'll explain what happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A character so called Jim, who is not anyone, has maybe the fourth most lines in the entire <laughs> thing. Yeah, he's. Uh, yeah, yeah. He he has a very <laughs> specific set of skills, like Liam Neeson and Taken. Right. But they aren't those skills. He just yeah. has a very specific set of skills. That's great. Uh, and yeah, it's it is insane. It's it's five bucks, right? Yeah, five dollars to get in. Uh, and it's it's good. It's gonna be hilarious. Uh, all of Left Hand Radio is gonna be performing, be performing it as well as myself, uh, Taylor Moore, Jeremy Bent, Aaron Burdett, Catherine Mudon. Yeah, right, and that's our cast. Oh, yeah, gosh, yeah. I hope I've forgotten anyone. Uh, we have a. Right. We're really excited about this show. So Thursday, August second, seven thirty p.m. UCB Theater East. If you go to east.ucbtheater.com and click on the schedule. Head over to August. You can make a reservation there. Reservations are free. You do not have to pay ahead of time. You only have yeah. to pay at the door. And there's also an awesome bar afterwards. So if you come, we will be hanging out in the bar that's attached to the UCB Theater East, and you can talk to us. A genuinely really awesome bar. Um, yeah, it's really are, great. We had the tiny wine yet? No. Yes. Sophia, the, uh, the Coppola family Sophia wine that's the sparkling white wine that comes in a can with a little straw. Yeah, it's adorable, <laughs> and it's delicious. Uh, yeah. I love wine out of a straw. Yeah, that's great. Sparkling wine, yeah. Um, so yeah, please please come. Uh, please come down, you guys. It's the uh, second time I've ever gotten a chance to play Spider-Man. Yeah, uh, and both times uh, Brett had a hand in writing it. So I am yeah. uh, thrilled beyond belief uh, to uh, as as you know, as you may know from the show. I have a serious affinity for Spider-Man, and uh, Spider-Man has the most lines in the show. Mm-hmm. Jim has the fourth. One. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but who plays Jim? Who, who, Come who to the show and find out. Also, what is Jim's deal? I think he's described as burly man at a bar or something crazy. You go, well, he's a. Uh, we'll see. I, I don't want to give away. I, also, I don't want to give away what his skills are. Yeah, I haven't I'm even read. I think most it's of fair it. to say Jim has a lot of things to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's also a father to Ronnie. <laughs> who is also in the in the script? So, so and uh, what is Ronnie's connection to Wolf. Spider-Man? It's not what you think. It is not at <laughs> all what you think. Uh, <laughs> to uh, to move on to our real quick segment, uh, I think we mentioned that we had to address this at some point on the show. Um, but Marvel Comics is doing a thing that is not a reboot. Uh, it's not a DC New Fifty Two thing at all. It actually isn't at all. So it's actually kind of crazy that it's been like complained about in that fashion. We Marvel don't even know what it is Marvel, No, Marvel isn't erasing anything. They're just having a whole bunch of new number ones for the sake of having new number ones because new number ones sell. Like, it's yeah. not... There's nothing... Uh, but, it, but because of that, they have announced a whole bunch of new series, and... Since I have determined that Nicole is the exact reader that they should be looking for. Right, because I bought right into that new 52, and went, I brought into the Regenesis yeah. also. Yeah. Uh, Wait, and the Regenesis wasn't that long ago, right? Exactly. exactly. I don't that's, understand. That's one of my beefs. What, that, uh, yeah, so, so, so tell me. Wait, yeah, so all I know is something's happening that Brett is so mad about. <laughs> mad and I tried to understand yeah. what it was, and I couldn't. Like, I don't know what it is. So it's it, not... It's what is, what's happening. Well, basically, you touched on it. Is that we just had Regenesis, where we got an actual definitive. Uh, finally, after about ten years of floundering, a definitive status quo for every X book, and they all had like a reason for existing for the right. most part. Yeah, uh, and we got to live with that for seven months because that'll happen December-ish. Like it was like yeah, January, right. it was, it was so we got to live with it for seven months, seven eight months, mm-hmm. and now here's Marvel now, which is uh, basically just them. Tossing out a bunch of stuff and Wait, is it going to affect what I'm reading? Uh, no, Wolverine and the X-Men is the only book that isn't being touched. It's going to okay. still stay Wolverine right. and the X-Men. But, like, but they are canceling, big news is they are canceling Captain America, Fantastic Four, oh. FF, Incredible Hulk, Iron, Iron Man, Man 
um, and Uncanny X-Men. Oh, well, I'm okay with that last one. But it's like, this is... But the thing is, is like, in the case of Fantastic Four and the Hulk, they have not yet announced uh, that there's going to be a new number one. Okay, so like, so, almost, so like, who knows? It's gonna be. The, it could be the first time in fifty years that there is not a Fantastic Four or Hulk book being published. But all those other ones, they have announced new numbers. Well, ones. they, yeah, which is what I'm gonna read to you right now okay. is the pitches that they have for um, five of the upcoming series. Okay. So these are the solicitation descriptions for each of the books. Yeah. to get so, me to buy them. Yeah, you you're buy a retailer, them. right? You know, and we've discussed before about <laughs> right. pre-ordering and those right. things. So you, so you go online and pull lists. Yeah, <laughs> using the yep. using the nomenclature. Yep. yep. Uh, so you go online and you check out the solicits and you say, okay, this is this is how they try to hook you to pre-order a book. Yeah. Great. So what we're uh, going to do is we're going to read these solicits to you for these new books great. that are coming out as part of Marvel Now, which great. may or may not be a reboot. It isn't. It isn't. I think that there's going to be some sort of continuity rewriting with the end of the Phoenix. Maybe. What's the difference between a reboot and what they're doing? Well, I mean, what DC. Do we think the difference D, well, also, DC essentially did a reboot in terms of like they started everything over with new number one, and also, as far as you're concerned, anything that they don't mention in the series never right. happened. So, like Barbara Gordon's not in a wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. Um, I read stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, like a relaunch is just like they're just changing the numbering. Like gotcha. I, I still believe that for the most part, this is all superficial changes because they've come out and said. Everything still happens in the same universe that has been going on for 50 okay. years. Nothing is getting rebooted. Okay. Like, they've actually said it's right. not a reboot over and over again. Right. Uh, but you but think this Phoenix Force stuff is going to be Ninja I th- stuff? I mean, it could be more along the lines of, like, Peter and Mary Jane were never married type shit. Yeah, yeah. I think, it, basically, basically <clears throat> when, you do, when you do a relaunch, a relaunch is basically, uh, we're going to get a fresh perspective mm-hmm. on this concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, a reboot is when you... Almost throw everything out and start okay. with a completely yeah. different okay. status quo at page one. Okay, so, like, we are going to yeah. rediscover it's, who these characters are it's together. It's the difference between, oh, okay. like, Battlestar Galactica was right. a reboot and Doctor Who was essentially a relaunch. Okay. Because, like, yeah. the, cur- yeah, yeah. the modern Doctor Who thing doesn't make anything for Yes. That yeah. makes uh, so, I want to start like, off with this, um, the, the very first teaser image. Mm-hmm. They were like, here's Marvel now. And then they released this image, which is by Joe Quesada. Of essentially all the major players of Marvel now. Okay. So, yeah, just... what is your take of any of this? And we'll put this image on the website. <coughs> yeah. uh, you, a lot of you may have seen it, but we will put it on the website as well. Yeah. Just ev- everybody. Well, everybody is there. Uh, you'll notice Jean, a, a Jean Grey is there. Oh, really? How do yeah. you know that's aging gray? Uh, red hair, telekinetic uh, effect, and that's her original gotcha. costume. Okay. I think that that has to do with... That's, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. with Phoenix Force shit. <coughs> no, actually something no. different. With yeah, well, I, uh, that's what I'll read you, read yeah. you in a okay. second. We'll, we'll get right, to that great. in a second. Uh, also, Hulk is there wearing weird armor. Yeah. I just, what's weird to me is there's so much space, I don't know why they're standing on top of each other like that. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much space. Especially yeah. with, like, as much electricity as there is in that space. It just seems, like, super dangerous. Here's a yeah. question. How do you, like, like, what propelled them into that, into that position? Like, were they all shot out of a cannon together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, that's what it looks like. Uh, I guess that's what it is. Yeah, so there's like a whole bunch of Cyclopses wearing what I uh, awful costume, I think. I don't it's know red. what's supposed to be. Oh, yeah, that's pretty terrible. And it has a giant X over his face. For somebody who's always looked like a dipshit in his costume, that's pretty terrible. <laughs> um, Wolverine, as always, looks the same. Essentially unchanged. They have. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they he's do, working. They do seem to get. Up. They do that, seem to get like Wolverine works. That <laughs> should be. That should be the adjective for every Wolverine. Wolverine book. The unchangeable Wolverine. Yeah, the unchangeable Wolverine. <laughs> Essentially I feel like the same. Every Marvel Marvel meeting starts with okay. 
all agree, Wolverine's still working. Number two. Yeah. Moving down the list. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man's costume also is changed. It is different. It is? Right. Uh, you can't see much of it, but from what you can see, like, tiny chains, his shoulders don't connect to his gloves. Oh. But, like, that's so... Okay. That, yeah, I don't know. That could just be a weird artistic choice, or he could have a new costume, but who knows. Uh, so they, they released this image, and then they announced... Um, so they ha- they've only solicited the first book. Okay. Because I was looking for it today, because uh, Uncanny Avengers... Okay. Is the first book that's coming out, and it comes out in October, which is why it's already been Uncanny is a terrible adjective. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's one of those things where it's like, oh, we picked it, we're stuck with it. Yeah. The, that's not a thing you want spreading around. Uh, I'll show you the... Well, let me read you the the um, yeah. the solicit for Uncanny okay. Avengers, and then I'll show you the cover to number one. Uncanny okay. Avengers by Rick Remender, who's writing Uncanny X-Force, who's doing a great job, mm-hmm. as well as Secret Avengers, which is a great book. Um, and drawn by John Cassidy, who did Planetary and Astonishing yep. X-Men. Everybody likes him. So, on board. Uh, now here's the solicit. All new ongoing! This is it! The greatest era of the Marvel Universe starts here! Wow, reading it out loud, there's a lot of hyperbole. Uh, from the ashes of AVX. Uh-huh. All different Avengers assemble. Captain America begins his quest to create a sanctioned Avengers unit comprised of Avengers and X-Men, humans and mutants, working together... So why is Professor Xavier's dream more at risk than ever? The first attack of the most loathsome villain in history will quake the Marvel Universe, Marvel Universe forever, the funeral of one of Marvel's greatest heroes. Nicole's head is in her hands. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing with Avengers versus X-Men. I love it in concept. In execution, I find it so exhausting. Like, it's so everywhere. tiring. It, it, is, it is ubiquitous. Um, is that the word that I mean? Yeah. Um, I also, and I haven't been reading anything that's covering the main of it. It's mostly like, I read Wolverine the X-Men, I read a few other things, and it is intruding. It's in my way. Yeah, exactly. Um, It's also, it's not like an X-Men has never been involved with the Avengers before, so I don't know how revolutionary Captain America's concept is. Yeah. But Um, it sounds mostly like, I don't even know what that sounds like. The the title is weird to me, because Uncanny Avengers is, because like is the title that that suggests they're all together, except that Avengers get their whole team name in the name of this book, and Uncanny yeah, get this weird adjective that's just been associated with them. Yeah, basically what that sounds like is Avengers are not Avengers can't shake the X-Men. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that sounds like. <laughs> yeah. uh, here is the cover for number one, which reveals the roster of the team, which is Thor, Scarlet Witch, Captain America, Wolverine, Rogue, and Havoc. Okay. Does that roster uh, excite you at all? I just, I want, just... I love Wolverine, but does he really need to be everywhere? Yeah. Like, does he actually need to be everywhere? Who is the one who wrote, somebody showed me this recently, there was somebody who was uh, in one of the Wolverine issues, actually took you through, like, a week in Wolverine's life. Yeah, Jason Aaron did that yes. in a two-parter Oh, that's Wolverine. right, that's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's like, yeah. that shit. It's like Monday, he's fight with Spider-Man, yes. Tuesdays yep. with the Avengers, yep. Wednesday. Yep. And Jason Aaron did all that fun stuff, too, in Wolverine in um, Schism, where, like, he had Wolverine coming home with a whole bunch of arrows in his back, and he just goes to his room, closes his door, and is like, don't come in here. Right. It yeah. is just, I mean, at this point, it's like, I get that he's great. I get yeah. that he's awesome. But there is a part of that's like, it is implausible. <laughs> I do not find it plausible. So, so in terms of in terms of you're a new reader, mm-hmm. what Brett has read to you is all you know of this book. Oh yeah, absolutely and the only not. thing that you know, absolutely, no, absolutely not? not. Why not? No, not remotely. Um, I'm a new reader. If I, the only thing appealing to me 
is the parts of Avengers vs. X-Men that I liked, that I'm like, okay, cool, I am on board with it, I do want to see what the fallout is for the Avengers after this. Yeah. Like, the dynamic of those two groups who have similar missions but are just opposing enough for it to be a thing is really interesting to me. That would draw me in. But as a brand new reader, no, because it's basically like... Uh, this is the best of stuff you don't know about. Yeah. All crammed together. Yeah. it's Hyperbole. It's yeah. spinning out of a series that you may or may not have already... Yeah, exactly. Read. Dealing with the fallout, not yes. just spinning off from Yes, it. dealing with the and fallout of a series that, that yeah. was not going to get in any new readers because it's about history and it's and about legacy. I wrote a piece uh, about Marvel Now for CBR and my mm-hmm. main point is... Like, Marvel, you just had the biggest, the third biggest movie of all time. Right. Uh, maybe, and I am, I, ten, like, ten years ago, I'd be punching myself in the face for saying this, mm-hmm. but it's like, man, maybe make your comics more like your movies. Like, no, maybe after Joss, you... it's a Joss Whedon But no, but it's, but yeah. in terms no, of, it, like... It is, like... No, we, in, we're in all, terms but, of structure, no, like, in terms of, like, you I'm have... I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying yeah. it's okay to say that, because it's like, well, when we all read or watch or see anything, we're like... Maybe maybe this thing that I'm watching or seeing or listening to should be more like Joss Whedon. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That's well, it's kind like of how we feel about it, have, so it's legitimate. You have the Avengers movie. I feel like coming out of that movie, you should have like you should have one awesome Iron Man book. You should mm-hmm. have one awesome Captain America mm-hmm. book. You should have one awesome Avengers book mm-hmm. and one awesome X Men book. Right. Um, just so it isn't overwhelming because a thing like Uncanny Avengers, which I personally am pretty excited about because I trust the creators. Mm-hmm. Holy! I'm really excited to see Rogue and Havoc being put in the big leagues like this because mm-hmm. I love both of those characters so much. Um, but as a new person, I feel like I would be like, "Wait, why is Wolverine standing next to Captain America? Who right. is like why is who Black are Widow in Red? Yeah, why is yeah <laughs> who is that guy in the hood? Because John Cassidy drew her from a weird angle, right? Um, right. Weird. So here's well, in terms of in terms of history, and these are characters that are becoming more and more well known mm-hmm. in the popular conscience, mm-hmm. especially because it is one of the right. thir- the third biggest movie of all time. Um, Marvel is owned by Disney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what does Disney do with their characters? Because everyone knows who Mickey Mouse is, everyone knows who Donald Duck is right. now, everyone knows who Pluto is, everyone yeah. knows who Goofy is. What do they do with those characters that technically have a shared universe as well that still allows? a reader or a viewer to come in and always feel like they don't have to know everything about that character. I don't know if I understand. So, well, they don't publish, like, the those main Disney characters don't have an ongoing storyline or anything. Like, it's all... If they do, it's all, like, self-contained. Like... Like, they don't have, I don't know, I don't really know that much about, like, the Disney princesses or any of those Disney movies, but I feel like they don't have 20 different Little Mermaid like, direct-to-DVD things coming out all at once with, like, here's Flounder's Tale, and here's Sebastian's Tale, and here's... Now, that is exactly what I'm saying. So here's my here, here's yeah. my overarching question, then. Uh, and and I don't believe that I'm even asking this. Uh, do, do, do we feel like a shared continuity at this point is even necessary anymore? Does it... Does it weigh? Does it weigh That's every really concept That's down? That's really interesting. I think. I think. It, yeah, because well, part of my complaint is that Avengers versus X Men has its little little grubby grubby hands in all everything. Over, yeah. And if it wasn't a shared continuity, that wouldn't be a problem. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. I, I think, but I, I yeah. But I also think that my, my other point that I made in my article is like we're really just mining 
the tricks of the 90s, which put our industry under. Yeah. Instead of going back to times when comics were stable and grew, which was the 70s and 80s, which is exactly what you're saying. It was, it was still a shared continuity. Like, every now and then you'd see Spider-Man swinging through the skyline of the X-Men books, but, like, they never interacted. Right. And, like, so you had your X-Men book, mm-hmm. and it was your X-Men book. And it right. was one creator, one artist telling 12 stories a year, and right. you didn't have to worry about this. It's this crazy... Like, Marvel did Civil War like, eight years ago, and it sold, like, gangbusters. Mm -hmm. And it was all the heroes and all the villains, all to get, like, just doing... So, like, every year now, they keep doing this in this perpetual state of, like, big crossover, big status quo change. And it it just... I feel like it has robbed uh, books from having their own voice and creators from being able to tell their own stories. And I will say, part of Avengers versus X-Men, and it might just be the angles that I'm seeing of it, but part of it just does feel like superhero porn. Like, yeah. look, I'm gonna draw so-and-so fighting so-and-so. Can yeah. you believe it? <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. I was masturbating yeah, exactly. to what you said. Exactly. Uh, there's so another... Really? There... So-and-so fighting so-and-so was enough to oh, do it for oh, you? Oh, oh, <laughs> say so slower. There was a book that was announced at San Diego, which we thought was gonna be a big hotbed of, like, Marvel right. Now, because there's gonna be, like, 21 titles, and they've only announced four. Yeah. Um, Red She-Hulk was, was announced, and I don't really know if it's part of Marvel, Marvel Now, um, but it is debuting in the midst of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I included it in here because I'm actually very fascinated by this book. Right. Uh, but it also is indicative of a, t- of a problem that Marvel has, where it's Red She-Hulk number 58 is the start of this new era, because it's continuing from Hulk number 57, but oh. they're just retitling re- Red She-Hulk. Okay. Still the same creative team with Jeff Parker and Carlo Pagalayan and Wellington Avs. Uh, Jeff Parker is the writer, and he's phenomenal. Um, all new ongoing. The Earth's strongest female set on a path of destruction. Her enemies, every powered being in the Marvel Universe. That is the... <laughs> that's, that's the um, So, based on that, that's all you know about that and, book. And the cover itself is... I, th- I mean, I like the cover. Oh, my God. Based on that, and only having that cover, how do you, uh, do, do you pick that book up? I'm almost more likely to pick it up from the cover. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I like strong brunettes. Um, but something about that description just feels so empty. Like, yeah. it feels like it's just hyperbole. Because I would read that yeah, description and be like, you told me nothing about yeah. what's happening in this. Mm-hmm. And, fact- also, and also, it kind of almost feels like a parody of, like, my worst feminist self. When I'm yeah. like, I'm so strong and everyone is against me. <laughs> They're all trying to stop me. Yeah. Uh- yeah. The but Jeff Parker wrote on his blog. This is a very monumental thing because we just got Captain Marvel number one with a female lead, and now Jeff Parker himself fought for changing Hulk, which he's been writing for a long time, right. over to Red She Hulk. Right. Uh, and he just wrote this really great mission statement on his blog of like, I'm doing this. Get on board. Like we have to show that this is a thing that can happen because we as a culture need this to happen. Like okay. there's no there is no objective reason why female leads can't be superheroes. For sure. Like, there's no reason. And what's, he doesn't understand what's why. What's the reason for not just having it be a new series? Exactly. Does the fact that it's number 58, like, throw you off? Oh, yeah, for sure. Exactly. Oh, exactly. For sure. That's a really good point. I didn't even uh, think about that. This is the thing of, like, Marvel is all up for... Their, their numbering makes no sense because they... I'm getting to this next, Avengers Volume 5, number one. I mean, one. I realize that I'm a monster. But, like, I am more likely to be like, oh, I see this Red She-Hulk number 58. I'm going to go buy number one of Red She-Hulk. Because <laughs> yeah. I'll just start there and then catch up to number yeah. 58. Like, that's now, how I think. To, to give Marvel credit, though. this will right? say, like, first issue of A Bold New Era or something on the cover. Like, they will yeah. try. But that 58 yeah. will still be on there. Yeah, for sure. Which is... How do you... So, so if it's... If, if you're still in the middle of the numbering, how do you call out that everything is different without restarting the numbering? 
Like, how do you make that? How do you make it obvious that that is a jumping on point? I think you just have I to. Think, I think you have to use the first issue somewhere. I think you have to use first issue they will, of yeah. a new, and they usually not do just that. not just a whole new beginning or something yeah. like that. You have um, to say first of something. Uh, yeah. Avengers Academy issue twenty one was the start of them like moving to the West Coast and mm-hmm. like getting all those new students. And it said twenty, then first issue like the and the yeah. one was like stylized different. Oh, it was clever. like of a new era I and stuff. That. That's right. really yeah, clever. and they, Marvel is really good at doing that. But like, but again, like. Avengers Volume Five Number One, which is which is the next thing that I'm going to talk mm-hmm. about, that should just be Avengers Number Seven Hundred something. Like, don't like because I feel like it's more confusing to a new reader to yeah. see. Oh, there are five Avengers Number Ones. Which one is this? Why are there five of them? I feel like that like changing that numbering makes no sense. Whereas Red She Hulk, like, no, this is a new character with a new status quo. It should be a number one. Yeah, it's hard for me to detach my understanding of volumes that I have now because to me. It's, volume 5 number 1 does make sense. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, okay. Except great. that the volume numbers are nowhere in the comic. Like, they oh. do not put that anywhere. It will just be an Avengers number 1. No, and it's oh. usually on the... That's... No, they've taken it out. They haven't put, like... Cause in the 80s, it would be, like, Avengers volume 2 number 1 or something. But for like, the past 10 in the years... Indicia, in, they don't do it anymore. It just I says... I thought that was it. on the credits page. Did I no, completely they, miss they've that? completely removed all reference to volume numbers from all right. of their... Which is... Well, well, that was... You know what? That was mainly the reason they had to do that stuff was because of uh, uh, mail... Yeah. Like, post office guidelines. Oh. Which, yeah. Can they come back to make it more... Yeah. yeah. Post which is also story. why... Which is also why the four-issue miniseries is commonplace... In comic books, uh, yeah, it was. It, it had to do with uh, it had to do with number of consecutive issues that you could publish oh. to get a certain discount, oh. and uh, it, like how many months through? Yeah, because it's like four months. You get a price break right. on your postage. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Next up, we have which I mentioned. They are relaunching relaunching Avengers for the fifth time, written by Jonathan Hickman with pencils to start off with um, by Jerome Pena. Uh, and then it's going to ro- rotate, rotate another uh, artist later. Um, there isn't a solicit for this, so I just had to like go through and find information about it, because mm-hmm. there is a lot of information about it. It's going to be released twice monthly. Mm-hmm. Uh, cast of 18 characters. The entire team will be involved in the three-issue arcs with the big team, and then after those three issues, there'll be like three done-in-one smaller... Three done-in-one done issues starring smaller focuses of teams. Um, so, like, it'll be, like, three issues with all 18 of them, and then, like, one issue with three of them, one issue with four of them, one issue with five of them, and then three more with all 18 of them. Uh, characters like Thor, Cap, and Iron Man will be getting attention in their own series, so the Avengers is basically for the rest of the characters to shine. So, like, Captain America has a book, so Jonathan Hickman is not going to be doing any type of, like, big character building with him. He'll be doing it with whoever the fuck he, uh, has. Sloppy seconds. The idea is that the Avengers have to get bigger, Hickman told CBR. Uh, that means bigger in every sense. That means the roster has to be bigger, the missions have to be bigger, and the adversaries and scenarios they find themselves in have to be larger. So, you've just seen Avengers, which has an amazing six-character team, and yeah. you see, oh, Avengers! Avengers number one! Awesome! Eighteen characters. Eighteen characters, and none of the ones I recognize. Nope. Next. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. We don't, well, we don't know, yeah. we don't, we have no idea what his roster and, and, is. And, and, and again, I'm answering these questions less as Nicole and more as yeah. Nicole from ten months ago, who didn't buy comics regularly. Yeah. yeah. And what made me pick up certain issues from so the you, 52 what made me pick up certain issues from the regenesis yeah. what what about what about what we've just discussed with avengers made you apprehensive and would not uh, make you inclined to pick one up because comic books have this this non-comic book person perception of being super confusing having a ton of backstory having yeah. too much to juggle and not being um, welcoming or penetrable to a new audience yep. so now i feel like you know what i'm a little bit informed i saw the avengers movie i really loved it 
I've seen everything else. I can do Avengers. Like, I can get into Avengers. I have enough context. And then I pick it up, and it's nothing I recognize, and it contradicts so much of what my perception is, and I feel, like, overwhelmed again. Yeah. And I feel like I can't, I know I can't do this. This is, there's no entryway point for me. Yeah. And that's the thing, is if they want new readers, and I hate saying that, like, that new readers are such a big deal, because I feel like that's a fuck you to loyal readers. Yeah. But if the way to keep something going is to be able to get new readers or new viewers, yeah. then at some point you do need to make a little bit of an entry point. Yes. I think. Or, yes. at the very least, if the purpose of something like Marvel Now is for an entry point, Which then it, it needs to be able I to think. do it. I think. Um, if it has a different purpose, then screw, then screw new readers. That's yeah. fine. But if the purpose is to generate new readers, that's not a successful attempt at it. What you said really touched on something, too, is, like, it's a fuck you to the loyal readers. The thing is, is, like, the loyal readers are gonna be loyal. Like, we've kind of proven, like, we are collectors, we do not drop books we dislike, like, we will keep buying it just for the numbers and the continuity. So I feel like I would love it if Marvel just had made Avengers the six Avengers from the movie, which they already, that title exists, and it's called Avengers Assemble. Um... So it's like, make Avengers Assemble the main Avengers book? Like, have those six characters. Have them working for S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, and the thing is, like, if it's still Jonathan Hickman and Jerome Opinion, which is an amazing creative team, Mm -hmm. that book will be great. It doesn't have to have 18 characters. Uh, There is no art for this yet, because it's still, um, I think it's coming out, like, November. Mm -hmm. Uh, So who knows? Um, In parallel with Avengers, though, Hickman is also writing New Avengers, which apparently, from what he said, Avengers and New Avengers are going to be basically one universe, like one okay. like one ongoing thing, except mm-hmm. Avengers comes out twice a month and New Avengers once a month. Sure. So basically, three three weeks out of four weeks every month, you're getting another Hickman chapter. Right. Uh, with art by Steve Epting, um, there's one big, massive Avengers team that is the Avengers, and there's this other thing that's going, to, going on in New Avengers. Mm-hmm. Avengers and New Avengers are the same book, just from two different sides of the world. That's New Avengers is still very mysterious. No one knows yeah, really what know it's what about. Um, New Avengers historically has been like the street level Avengers team, like okay. Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Spider Woman, mm-hmm. uh, Spider Man, Wolverine, right? Wolverine. Wolverine is going to be in all these books. By the way, I am almost positive. See, no, he's not going to be. In no, he's going to be in here's Avengers. The oh, thing. He's on the cover of Red Shield. Yeah. <laughs> so. Here's the thing that I'd always wondered about New Avengers. Whenever they relaunched with the Heroic Age, why not? Yeah. Take that literally. Mm-hmm. Why not say that's the book like Secret Defenders used to be? You get the people like things. So, like, they they put the thing in there. And it doesn't have to be street level. These just have to be people that are newer Avengers. Like, like they're the B team. They are the B team that, uh, that, that are learning how to work within the structure of being an Avenger. And I think that there's an interesting dynamic there of... You know, solo characters, like, oh, we bring the thing in, you're used to a certain dynamic, but that's not how we operate here. And there's, I think there's a lot of interesting character conflict in that. But Mm -hmm. that's, if I were to write that. that's what New Avengers sounds like. Yeah, but it's not unreasonable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We have one more book, and this is going to be the one that I... Maybe that's what it will be. I don't know. Uh, We still don't know enough about it. Uh, This is the one that I'm really excited for Nicole's take on, because this is the most, the the one that is the most, what? Uh, All New X-Men... Which is the title of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, written by Brian Michael Bendis with uh, art by Stuart, Enem- Stuart Eminen. Amazing creative team. Uh, all new X-Men by Brian Michael Bendis and Stuart Eminen is realigning the mutant team in the wake of AVX as the original five X-Men are mysteriously brought to the present day. Uh, Bendis stresses that all new X-Men is most of all a character story, the tale of young idealistic people who are suddenly faced with a bleak vision of their own future. So it stars Beast, Iceman, Angel, Cyclops, Jean Grey from the 60s, or from brought to now to see what is happening. And that's, that is why Jean Grey is on there. That's cool. Okay. Yeah? That's cool. 
Yeah, I think there's something genuinely cool about that. What uh, what 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 do you connect with immediately? In well, that? because there I, there is something to returning to is well. First of all, I love Beast. I love Beast. Yeah. I love Wolverine. Um, and I do think Jean Grey is great. And there is something cool about the fact that Jean Grey, because she's been gone long enough, and we've trusted her death long enough, that she has just become baggage for everyone. Yeah. There is something I like about that. But then, like, well, what if Jean Grey's legacy is baggage for Jean Grey is kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. What if you're, like, young, like, pre-Phoenix Jean Grey, and you show up and you're like, I, what the fuck? Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. what the fuck? And then with a the clone to the fuck? Yeah. Like, that's cool. And, and it has the potential. If it really gets played like that, it does happen for Wolverine to show up and be like, no, no changes? Cool. I'm a go. <laughs> um, maybe, that's, maybe that explains how Wolverine manages to do so much, is that yeah. 60s Wolverine shows up and just like uh, Wolverine was Wolverine up, isn't in this. Oh, sorry. Did you? I thought you said Wolverine. Oh, no, because no, no. he wasn't one of the original. No, he wasn't one of the original. Um, yeah. Yeah, but he I is going to be something... seeing a teenage Jean Grey. Right. And so is Cyclops, by the way. Right. What yeah. is um, Creepy. So yeah. what's what's interesting too is that I I read a quote that uh, that Bendis had given Bendis like we're friends mm-hmm. um, that he had given in an interview talking about how there's there are so many uh, X Men stories that deal with uh, a, a bleak future right. but it's yes, always yes. the characters from the present going to the future yep. what happens oh, yeah. uh, if when our present is the bleak future yeah they look they come back totally they come is. to the present That's and they're like cool. this is awful especially after AVX I don't know I mean I guess no yeah. Ever since Grant Morrison wiped out Genosha with Sentinels, yeah. we have been living in a bleak future. Yeah. Like, millions yeah. of mutants died on an island. It was a horrific incident. Like, yeah, we've been living in the bleak future. Wow, that's crazy. We've been living in the bleak future for, like, ten years. Yeah. yeah. I think any time before that, not so much. Mm-hmm. The status quo of the X-Men was fairly unchanged from the 60s to the 90s. It right. was just mutants living together. Right. Things were kind of bad. Like, the legacy virus was a bad deal. But, right. like, yeah. it wasn't until Grant Morrison did new X-Men that, like, No More Mutants happened with House of M, and uh, now, like, the Schism, and Utopia, and now AVX with, like, the Phoenix, and, like, bam. Wow. We... Yeah, I think oh. that's cool. I think if you're the if guys? you're young and you're, like, like, ground zero first level of this new thing, and then you fast forward into your future, and it's like, oh, it's it gets terrible. Like, everything that we work for ends up amounting to a whole lot of chaotic shit. What the hell happened to all those It Gets Better videos? Right, exactly. Yeah. Right. Wow. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that would be the one that I would buy. That wow. is the one that I would buy. That would nice. be my coolest. Yep. I'm only griping because they haven't announced... Because they're also... The, the books they're canceling, they're also can, they're canceling X-Men Legacy, which has been running since 1991. Mm-hmm. It's on issue 275 now, which is kind of a bummer just from, like, a historical standpoint. Right. Sure. Like, end of a chapter. But they've, they've, they're canceling New Mutants, X-Men Legacy, and Uncanny X-Men, and this is the only X-Men book that they've announced that is going to be debuting out of Marvel now. And, and it this is a, isn't and, and this isn't, like, an X-Men team. Yeah, it is a yeah. premise book. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I have no idea where a lot of my X-Men characters are going to be hanging out come right like i think wolverine and the x-men is still going to be around uncanny x-force might still be around i've heard weird things that it might be over i have mm-hmm. no idea oh. uh or remender might be leaving i hear weird he is th- his last arc is what's being played out <sighs> right now i haven't heard that i don't like that yeah um so That's yeah i, I don't i don't know what yeah i don't know what they're going to do with these books um thankfully astonishing x-men and x-men have been amazing. Yeah. yeah. There's, um, something, there's something about that to me that it's like, so Angel's just gonna show up and be clueless and then hang out with other clueless angels? Yeah, oh, Like, she's gonna be yeah. two fucking clueless angels hanging out with each other? That's well, 
So we we went over we we reviewed yeah. five books from the Marvel now, and yep. of five, you you found one that you were interested in. Which is not bad. So that's twenty percent. Yeah. I think that that's a, I think yeah. that's pretty good yeah. considering. Uh, uh, they also released real quick. Marvel now point one is going to be a thing they're releasing soon, which is going to be I guess like the starter point for a lot of their content. Mm-hmm. And on the cover, they have these what we're assuming are going to be new ongoing series, but they haven't announced it yet. Uh, Nova, Ant Man, Cable, Star Lord, and. Uh, Kid Loki, Wiccan, and I can't remember what her name is. Uh, uh, lady, not a Lady Liberty, a Patriot. Uh, oh yeah. St- uh, uh, now I sound yeah. like a terrible. Basically, class. a teenage superhero book. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the Runaways are going to be in a book, but not as the Runaways. What? Yeah, they're going to be I'm a part of an ensemble, that. which it could be this because these are three teen Marvel heroes, so it could be in that. So who knows? Yeah. But wouldn't you rather see them than not see them at all? I would I rather know. I would rather not see them if it meant seeing them in a way that makes them less. I don't know, because I'm still finishing Runaways. I just finished the Whedon arc, and I didn't love it. Yeah, okay. Um, <clears throat> so, I, and I've been thinking about this a lot, because I do really like them. I love those characters. I love that concept. But there is a part of that feels like, I don't know if they belong in the Marvel Universe yeah. at large. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about they that. They should have ended when Brian K. Vaughn left. It was, I mean, it's kind of like if Sandman was in the DC Universe, and when Neil Gaiman left with 75, they were like, oh, well, we have to keep Sandman going, because it's, you know, still a good series. And they just keep it going with different writers forever. Oh, you're saying if they did that. Yeah. I was because, like, they didn't do that. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's exactly the thing with Runaways. Like, Runaways was a creator-owned book, just accidentally published at Marvel in a way. Right, Because it was right, right. Alphona and Vaughn's. And, and, and I also feel like if you remove Runaway, the Runaways from the concept, from the from the the reality of their book they're just a bunch of teenagers yeah like kind of part of what they are is this unique perspective on that world and if you take away that unique perspective yeah they're just a bunch of quippy kids with very specific powers but we love quippy kids we do love quippy kids (laughs) yeah so yeah uh, marvel now is going to be that now is going to last for about five months i think because they're or they're they're rolling out a new number one weekly a new series weekly starting in like october i think yeah uh, and I don't know how long it's going to go. So Actually, they, I don't even know if they know how long it's going to go. So they're like, yeah, man, Marvel now is just going to go. <laughs> yeah. And we'll, we'll check back in. We'll probably check back in with this. Once we get more uh, Once we get more solicits. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to, mm-hmm. uh, I'd love to keep pitching these to mm-hmm. Nicole as a new, as a new, yeah. newer reader and see what All the, new see X-Men. Connects. Are you not going to read, read, read Red She-Hulk? I don't know. We'll see. It's I, I, there is a part of me that's bothered by the hyperbole of Red She Hulk being the strongest female in the world. Yeah, it's like really, it's not even She Hulk; it's Red She Hulk is stronger. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, that's interesting to me. That makes sense. Like but if you want female leads to work at Marvel, you you're obligated to buy it. You're obligated. Oh, really? You yeah. don't have a choice really? as a woman. I'm, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, but there is part of me that feels that way. No, no, women don't have a choice. Don't do that's not yeah. Roe v. Wade. Yeah. Like women don't have a choice, right? I do I do feel an obligation to female led comic books. I, 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 I think that's fair. I do. Yeah. I don't know. I shouldn't. I'm a man. I got right. what I want. All right. my comics are men comics. Right. I, I should be happy. Yeah, you're a gay you're man. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, you yeah. like women. Yeah. In fact, you're the reason that short, squat, wide Wolverine is in everything. <laughs> yeah. It's to get hairy, wide Wolverine is yeah. because of you. Um I should be really mad, because there are no gay-like comics. I don't really... Yeah, but you got that one issue with two guys kissing on it, so I yeah, yeah, yeah. for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we threw you that bone. Yeah. Can you just let it go? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, you can check us out on iTunes. You guys uh, peruse the back catalog, the back issues. Mm-hmm. Flip through our back issue bin. 
And uh, and while you're on iTunes, please, please, please rate and review the show. We will shout you out on the show if you do. Um, what do you think about Marvel now? Head to our Facebook page for Matt and Brett Love Comics and let us know what you think. Like us while you're there if you have not yet. Again, we'll shout you out on the show. We love to hear what your thoughts are about our thoughts. Um, you can uh, all of the all of the photos that we've been referencing today and today's show will be up on the website as well, as well as links to any books that we've discussed that are currently out. If you want to pick them up, please click through from the site because that gives us a little bit of a kickback and it helps us keep the lights on. And check out uh, Courtney Crumrin and the Night Things. Uh, one through four on Comixology because that's what we're reading next week. And also make sure you come by the UCB Theater this Thursday, August 2nd at 7.30 to see Spider-Man 4. Uh, it's going to be a blast. Come say hi to us in person. Um, and I guess that is it, guys. Yeah. Yeah. So we will see y'all, see y'all, see you ones on Thursday. And if not on Thursday... No, no, no. Week. Definitely on Thursday. Definitely there's on Thursday, no, uh, there's no option. if you don't live in New York City, we are not paying for your travel. Yeah. So don't expect that. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't expect that, but just come anyway. Yeah. So spend a lot of money to come see our $5 show. Yeah, we will not. Thursday, August 2nd, UCB Theater, 7.30 p.m., UCB East Theater. Uh, please come to the show, Spider-Man 4. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be better than Spider-Man 3 at the very least. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> we will holla at you, boy, later. Still trying to make it happen, Nicole. Oh, man. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. All right. Uh, we'll Bye. see you next week, guys. Thanks so much. Bye.